Hello everybody, my name is Drake Pittman and this is Pass the Jar. Welcome back to the season finale of Pass the Jar. Today we have somebody that most of you should know if you have any kind of social media. He posts content that keeps us all laughing at ourselves, makes us happy. It is Matt Mitchell, also known as The Ostrich. Matt, welcome. Hey, man. How about it? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. I'm glad you took time out of your day to come over while we're technically supposed to be quarantined. Well, I was told there'd be alcohol here, there. and that's really all it takes. We are sipping on some Eagle Rare. is a 10-year bourbon I'm a huge fan of. Matt hasn't had it yet, so it's first time. glad I could introduce him to it. Matt, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, where yeah. you're from, so on and so forth. Yeah, so uh, Matt Mitchell, uh, maybe uh, known around these parts more as the ostrich, or if you if you want to go way back, the fake Daily Mountain Eagle from back <laughs> in the day. Um, but yeah, my, my, my job right now, what I do uh, is uh, I'm a, a writer and social media manager for uh, It's a Southern Thing. Um, it's a brand that's on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all of the social networks. Um, we do uh, a lot of video content. That's what mostly I work on. Uh, we do have articles and, and, and just about everything you can imagine. Uh, that's my full-time job. Um, but then on the side, too, I still write. Um, just jokes and stuff that I put on my accounts. That's Matt the Ostrich Mitchell on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Insta- uh, uh, Twitter. Um, but that's... That's that's kind of it. I'm all over the place doing different kind of things, but um, but uh, but full time job is is writing sketches and doing unscripted comedy stuff now. So was that your initial career coming out of high school, college, whatever? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I've always had a passion for doing stuff like that, but it was never. I can never even imagine that I could get paid to do that for a living. Yeah, it was. That was just not even a thought of mine. Uh, I came out of of college. Uh, with a degree in social sciences from the University of Mobile. Uh, moved back up here, started working for the Department of Mental Health for a little while as a substance abuse counselor. And then I got a job at the uh, Department of Human Resources, DHR, um, and worked there for seven years until I got a full-time job offer to write comedy and do all that stuff full-time. So it was a very different world doing social work to what I do now. But... Um, it was, a, it, was a, it was a rewarding job. It was extremely stressful and it was tough, but um, I enjoyed doing it. felt like I was making a difference. Um, not so much now, but, <laughs> but uh, that, was, that was work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, did, how did you stumble into the full-time content creation? You know, you said you loved doing it, but when did the door come open? I think for, like, for the full-time job, um, that really took off after doing the uh, fake Daily Mountain Eagle account, which, um, for those who, who may not be familiar, they kind of kicked all of this into gear back in 2011, I think it was. Yes, 11. And uh, created a like a Twitter parody account of the newspaper here in Walker County, the, the Daily Mountain Eagle. is based out of Jasper. And Twitter was fairly new, and there weren't, I mean, there were some big newspapers on there, but not local, like, little newspapers. Um, and so I just thought it me just cracking up with friends. Thought it would be funny if the, what, like, a local news account would look like on there. 
and said, well, let's just let's just rip off the Daily Mount Eagle and make one. So I created the whole Instagram account, I mean, the Twitter account. Uh, and I remember that night, I was showing it to my friend, and, and he was laughing at it, and I showed it to my wife, and she's like, that's stupid. <laughs> and, which is what she says to most things I make anyway. And uh, and I stuck with it, just writing jokes, and nobody knew about it but me and my friend. I followed, um, like, over the weekend, like that was a Friday night. And then Saturday, Sunday, I followed a whole bunch of other people that live in the area. Um didn't know most of them. I was just Twitter searching. People who lived in Jasper, Walker County were talking about Jasper, Walker County followed them. They followed me back. Um, and then in the middle of the very next week, the real newspaper got word that uh, there was a Twitter account out there that was impersonating them. And they took to Facebook and was like, hey, this is a somebody pirated our Twitter account, which is not how that happens at all. I, just, I didn't steal the account from them. They didn't even know Twitter existed. And, uh, and just want to let everybody know that's not them. Like that's not an official Daily Mount Eagle page. And that was looking back, that's was like fuel to the fire for me. Like that was the best thing that could have ever happened for me in that moment. The worst thing for them, maybe, (laughs) but it was just like, they just put a spotlight on the account and my follower like count, like grew by like 10 times that day. Yeah. And so that, that for me was like the first time that I had done something, uh, writing comedy or something where I had a substantial audience at that point, because before I had, I've been writing stuff, jokes and stuff for friends for years, like a website or this or that, but nobody would read it outside of my circle of friends. And this was the first time I had people reading it that I didn't know who they were. Um, so that was really cool. So I, I stuck with it and did that for years and years. Uh, just writing jokes on Twitter, and then eventually I got a Facebook page, then I made my own website and was writing longer stuff. Then AL.com offered me like a freelance writer job to write something once a uh, week for the website for AL.com. And then after doing that for about a year and a half, they came around and offered me a full-time job with the new uh, side venture of theirs um, called It's a Southern Thing, uh, which was going to be all lighthearted, fun, southern comedy. And... Um, had to had to really weigh my options leaving my career, um, doing um, social services over here at DHR. Uh, it was a tough decision. Um, it really was. But at the end of the day, it was like I I don't think an opportunity like this will ever come along where I'll get to do that and still live here because um, it's a great place. Lots of opportunities in, in the Birmingham area, but but nothing like this before. So I jumped on and took it, and it's been a wild ride. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. It was. I bet it was crazy leaving something safe where you knew it was guaranteed to pay the bills and then to take a gamble on something like that. How did, did you sit down and confer with your wife and sit down and think about every possible option? Oh yeah. Especially something like a state job. that's like so safe. Yeah. Um, and retirement, the benefits are great. The pay is not, um, which is very unfortunate, especially for people that, that work in those fields like DHR. Um, because that's a tough job, and they do not get paid very well for it. Um, but just the safety and job security was was really tough to kind of leave behind. And just that, that feeling of, like, I always wanted to do something with my life where I felt like I was giving back to the community while earning a living. Um, so it's kind of tough to, to kind of walk away from that. But I did get, I'll never forget, like, my last day at DHR, uh, one of the workers sent me an email. She was fairly new, and she just wanted to congratulate me on the job. And then had this very heartfelt message about how her mother went through a really tough time about a year before that and just got tons of joy 
from the stuff that I was writing. And it helped her through whatever she was experiencing in her life at that time. So that was kind of like a little bit of reassurance in that, like, I can still, you know, I'm, it's not nearly the level of work, like, giving back to the community as DHR is, but at least, like, maybe I can brighten somebody's day. Yeah. So made me feel a little bit better about myself because <laughs> I really did feel like I was abandoning everybody uh, there. But, um, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely tough. Definitely a back and forth big time uh, for uh, a good week on what I would do. Yeah. When that all started... When they when they you know put out that statement that that's not them on Twitter, you know, and that's fake. Did you have a feeling of okay, you've opened the door for me? Troll level just went to a thousand, or was it? I'm kind of gonna hunker down and hope they don't find me. It was probably like oh, nervousness, like oh crap, uh, for about like. To a couple hours, especially the comments on the Facebook page, just like the comments that you would see on anything on Facebook, it is just a cornucopia of foolishness yeah. on any post you put up <laughs> on Facebook, and especially like in Walker County. So when that th- went up on the Deadline Eagle page, it was like uh, there was a lot of people like, "Oh, this is hilarious," and, and blah, blah blah. But then there were a few people like, "Throw them in jail, arrest them." <laughs> uh, maybe somebody like throughout like the death penalty or something too for it. I don't know. The some responses were just like absurd. Like that's not that's not legal or humane yeah. or like even the slightest semblance of common sense in some of those comments. So, so for a second I was like, oh man, I don't want people to come after me with pitchforks. Um but I mean the sentiment like overwhelmingly was like this is pretty funny. Y'all just need to calm down yeah. about it. Um so for a minute like I read some of those comments I was like, oh crap, what have I done? But but then it kind of sunk in that the majority of people, like most things in life, you're going to have a mix of people like haters and people that love it. And uh, so I, then it kind of sunk in like, oh, this is this is a great thing, yeah. actually. A lot of people didn't take it as lighthearted fun because you're not, you weren't plagiarizing anything. You weren't making money off of it. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. anything illegal. You didn't deserve to be thrown in jail. You were doing nothing more than satire. Right. Which is... In the, in essence, it's the same thing you see on Saturday Night Live when they make fun of news stations. Yeah, there's nothing illegal, but that's Facebook for you. Everybody gets all up in arms. Everybody has things. a degree on whatever the topic is that yeah. day. Yeah, you have lawyers, doctors, depending on what day of the week it is. Exactly. <laughs> so when you did that, how did you decide to keep going with it instead of just saying, "Oh crap, I'm going to stop"? It's just you know what you've added fuel to the fire. You've given me the bigger audience to appeal to, and it's. You made it okay to laugh at ourselves. Yeah. On top of everything. Yeah. And it's okay to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially if it's like somebody from there. Like, I've always taken offense when people that have never been to Walker County or like just know very little bit about it, like throw jabs at Walker County. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Only we can make fun of Walker yeah. County. <laughs> Unless, until you've lived here, you don't have the right. But, uh, but yeah, I think just like the continued response to it over time was positive. And so that kind of gave me like inspiration to keep doing it. And like I said, there's always been something that I've been writing. Like I've always wanted to do to write jokes in some form and to finally have something that people were reading. I didn't shift away from that really. I was like, this is my thing. I'm going to stick with it. And, and you know, glad I did. It, it paid off in the end. But, uh, but that, that was cool to have people finally reading my stuff. Yeah. Kind of gave you a sense of accomplishment as, you know, I'm not getting paid for it, but people are paying attention to what I have to say. It's a good feeling to have, especially when what you have to say is hilarious. Oh, Every yeah. single time. It's just the just the reward of like, 
of yeah, just people saying I like your stuff is like, uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pay the bills, but uh, but it's still great. It's a great feeling. Um, with so, so with so much negativity in the world, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, and then you see something you post. I've had those crappy days where I laugh, and I'm like, oh, that's the first time today I've probably smiled. Yeah, you know, you brought that to so many people, and when. Did the Daily Mountain Eagle like shut down your page, the Twitter? No, no, they they never did. Um, or never even really tried. I made a lot of jokes about them sending me cease and desist letters, but they never did. Um, I don't think it, they knew who I was ever like confidently who I was until like the very end of that like run of being anonymous. Um, but no, they 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 were never they never really reached out to me. Um, I played it up like they were always trying to find me, but I, I, I don't think that they, they really were. I, yeah. I know that the editor at the time, Jack McNeely, uh, wherever he is now, uh, I think somewhere in Tennessee last I checked, he, he did not like it. But from my understanding, everybody else, from what, what James Phillips tells me about everybody else at the Eagle back then, they thought it was pretty funny, except for the ladies that worked the phones at the front. Because there would be a few things that would go viral that they would have to like deal with on the phones, and I can't apologize to them enough. But... Um, but everybody else, I think, thought, like, knew it was just a joke, thought it was funny and lighthearted. And, and that was one thing that kind of, that did irk me a little bit when there would be some people out there that would say, like, that he's just trying to, like, give Walker County a bad name and just destroy the county. Like, I had some kind of serious, like, yeah. ulterior motive to bring Walker County down. Um, yeah, that was, that's never been the case. I mean, it, might, it was just to really make jokes yeah. that people were already making. Like, I, I'm not saying anything that nobody else has said before. This isn't new. You just had a bigger platform. Yeah, I was just, you know, um, yeah, I just kind of figured out a, a different way to do it. But um, but that was, that kind of hurt me a little bit when some people would say that. But that wasn't, I don't think that was a very large number of people. That goes back to the Facebook psychiatrist and yeah. everybody else that had, they grab about anything. Yeah. Um, they probably grab on their grandparents' pictures. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You know, yeah. I love I love everybody, but Facebook is a terrible place sometimes. I remember your reveal video for AL.com. Oh yeah, that was like boom. Here's my face. How did that feel? That was uh, weird. <laughs> um, but I had been over there at least once before, maybe twice to the the AL.com offices to set up like working for them on a freelance basis, like writing something once a week. But when they threw out there, like, we want to do like a, we want to make a big deal out of this. I was kind of like, still can't wrap my head around it. They probably in hindsight, I was like, that was a bad idea. That was too much publicity <laughs> for just one thing. It wasn't worth the payoff. wasn't worth it at all. But when them talking about it, I was like, whoa, this is bizarre. But it was cool that it was, I got to work with, uh, Adam Schwartz doing that video. And, um, it was the first time I had met him once before at the offices, but that's the first time I've worked with him on something. And now I work with him every day. Yeah. Um, we, we make the videos together on this other thing. So, uh, so that was cool meeting him, getting to work with him on that. Um, but that was a very surreal moment to see that. So when you did move to AL.com and get heavy into content creation, when did, when did they decide, you know, you, we want you a part of this project? Not do as much freelance writing or keep you on freelance writing? But to also have you doing the southern, it's a southern thing channel. Yeah. Um, so it started off, it was like come over here and keep doing the weekly articles that would go on L.com, but also help us get like it's a southern thing off the ground, like manage the social media for that. Because I had I had actually two pages at the time. I had a um, you know my the ostrich page that I have now, 
Uh, but I had another page called Only in Alabama that was just, I think I'd make like a meme every like two or three days. Yeah. Um, it was just something to try to appeal to a wider audience and uh, like business mumbo jumbo that maybe nobody's interested in, but, but just trying to create a page that could also like help spread around some of my original content, like that I was writing my articles uh, to a wider audience and I was able to sell like um, uh, sharing articles from other websites on there too. Um, that's technical stuff that bores myself. <laughs> but so I was doing that too. So I started, when I started over there, they were like, we want you to help do what you were doing over here on only in Alabama with the, with the social media and keep doing the ostrich stuff on L.com. But uh, I got really like watching them do the videos that the video team was making, the sketches and stuff. I was like really into that. I was like, I want to help make those. Um, I want to try to write a sketch, even though I had no experience writing a script before. It was completely foreign to me. So I kind of expressed my interest to them, and um, uh, Adam uh, walked me through it, and Robert Clay, who is left, he's with he does SEC Shorts. Okay. Um, he he taught me how to like write a script out. Um, because they both, people don't know this, but, but Robert that does SEC Shorts and Adam that I work with were both professors uh, before teaching film. And so that's, their, like, they know all about yeah. it. So they taught me how to do that. And I, I wrote my first sketch, co-wrote it with Adam, the, the Unsweetening. It was like a Southern horror film. And uh, I was like, this, I want to do more of this. <laughs> and so it was just a few months that I uh, managed to, like, get with Adam and, uh, and then Luke Porter that, that is on our team, too. And we made our own series, The So True Y'all, that we put out a video every week now. So it was about that time that I stopped writing the weekly articles that were going on AL.com and shifted my focus to writing these scripts for the, the comedy videos every week. So that's kind of where got me to where I'm at right now, doing that full time. Yeah. So when you started doing the, the shorts and everything, how do you come up with, what what inspires you to come up with the scripts? Because, you know, like you did a Cracker Barrel versus Waffle House yeah. short. Like, I love those. Where do you come up with the ideas, like, to centralize what you're going to focus on for that one episode? Yeah, so we have, uh, I mean, we got a really big team. There's actually, like, in all of the It's a Southern Thing team, really, is there's, there's like, uh, 24, 25 of us. But, but we'll break into groups and we'll brainstorm sometimes for ideas, especially when it comes to the stuff like you're talking about, the Cracker Barrel and Waffle House. It was a back, back Porch Bickering series. And there'll be a small group of us trying to come up with different topics for that. Um, and those are unscripted. Like, we, we just sit down and we just riff. And it ends up being like a seven to ten minute video. But there's really like an hour and a half footage of us yeah. just BSing on this porch. <laughs> hoping that we can whittle it down to seven <laughs> minutes of good content. Um, and, and Bless Your Rank is the same way that I do. Um, for the sketches, it's a smaller group of like, usually me, Adam, and Luke. We'll sit down and we'll toss ideas out and back and forth. We'll, sometimes we'll 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 talk about current events. Um, it's just real tough for us to turn stuff around, and we hope that we can turn it around and get the video out there while it, people are still talking about it. Because nothing's worse than like pop culture, like everybody's moved on, yeah. and we're like, hey, remember that thing last <laughs> week? Like yeah. the internet doesn't care anymore; they moved on. Um, and then we'll talk about just like experiences and stuff that we're seeing and. Um, uh, I'll, sometimes I'll call back to jokes that I've made that on the ostrich that I was like that that people really related to that that was really good yeah. like I think we can make a full video out of that so it's really it really is all over the place um, I think uh, I'm trying to think of some specific ones that come to mind or sometimes we just we really want to parody something we love doing parodies yeah. um, of different TV shows so we've we've done like a Law and Order SVU parody uh, Unsolved Mysteries. 
those are really fun. It's fun for me to get to write stuff like that. It's a lot of fun for Adam and Luke to go shoot and edit those things because they get really into like the cinematography and matching those styles, and they knock it out of the park every time. So, so even the stuff we don't see your face on, you still have a hand in some of it as far as writing and you know ideas that may go towards it. Oh yeah, um, for that so true all series, which is our main like sketch comedy series on its own thing, uh, I've written. We've done ninety episodes of them, um, and I think I've. <laughs> I've probably written somewhere between 75, 80 of the 90. Uh, so, yeah, it, most of them that I'm not in, I'm, I'm behind the camera. I've yeah. written the sketch, or I'm, and I'm there when we're shooting it, usually running audio, which is nothing more than just holding the boom pole. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I work on all those sketches, and then the unscripted stuff, too, the, the, the like the Bless Your Rank series and, and stuff like that. How much time do you spend into the the scripts and the writing and the ideas. How much, how much of man, how many man hours does it typically take? Uh, we'll probably, we'll probably spend anywhere from, from 30 minutes to like a full day brainstorming. Just depends on until we get that idea we want to run with. And then I'll spend anywhere from like maybe three or four hours to two and a half days writing a script. It just depends on how like easy it comes to me and how quickly it flows. I'm if I get a writer's block or something, I'm real bad at about just like shutting the laptop off and walking away. I'll get back to it tomorrow, which is like the last thing you're supposed to do. You're <laughs> supposed to work through it. And I'm just like, ah, I'm done. Um but yeah, so writing it, it just really depends. I've written some sketches out that were like I probably turned that thing out in like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I've had some that took me days just because I kept running into roadblocks and wanted to think through it. But is it a job that follows you home? For this is for anybody that may have a interest in the content creation field. Is it a job that typically follows you home? Is it something you can leave at the door when you walk out of the building? Uh, as far as like all of content creation, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it comes home with you. Yeah. Uh, I get my best ideas late at night. Um, especially uh, my best ideas, really. I do my best thinking when I'm driving for some reason. Um, I just being alone, if I can turn the radio off and just think, um, that's really where I get, like, I can finally focus in. That's probably more just indicative of my ADD, really. <laughs> if I can finally just turn everything else off and focus on what I need to be thinking about, it works best. But, uh, but no, and you get ideas strike you really when you least expect it. So you have to like stop what you're doing and like write it down somewhere. Uh, so I've got like, endless notes on my phone of just like sketches and, and jokes and and so I just have to scroll through them sometimes and oh what about this thing I wrote down in 2017 let's try this this week yeah. so that's uh, like some of my best ideas or questions that I feel like I, I wish I could write down when I do come when I'm laying in bed yeah like oh crap I need to get up and write that down yeah. but I'm comfortable so I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna get up yeah. <clears throat> and my phone's in the floor so I don't want to reach down and bend all the way over to pick it up. So I get what you're saying about that. It's, the best ideas come at the most inconvenient times. Always. Always. If you sit there and like, put it in your mind, I am not going to leave this chair until I come up with the perfect idea. You'll die in that chair. <laughs> at least in my experience. Yeah. I've got to get out, move around, get my mind off of coming up with that idea, and then it will come to me. It's it's extremely frustrating yeah. 
we've gone, we've been, we've burned the midnight oil, I don't know how many times, to make those sketches, because we put ourselves on a schedule of get it out, put that, put that video out to the public every Tuesday, and we've been out there shooting it, like, Monday night before, yeah. which makes it hell for Adam to edit Tuesday morning, but, uh, but we've, we've pushed it, really, before, just because we couldn't find something we really wanted to do until the last minute. So, when you're doing a Bless Your Rank, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite series you do. Uh, thank you. That's uh, one of my favorite to do because I get to eat for free. I was so. about to say, that was my question was, how miserable are you at the end of that? Like, so. Do you just take one bite and share it with the rest, which in today's time I hope you're not doing. Right. But well, do you share it with everybody or do you take one bite? You need to finish it off. I keep it all myself. Yes. If they dare even look at it, I fight them. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I definitely share. I've gotten way better about it um, now than when we first started. Because early on, it was like I got to eat all of this. Like, <laughs> so if you put it on the table, I got to rank it. I got to eat all of it. And I remember the blister drink we did, Little Debbie Christmas snacks. And by God, there's like nine of them. I didn't know that. There's like nine different Christmas snacks. I didn't either until we laid them out on the table. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna die today. And I was like, I got to eat every single one of these cakes. Uh, that I was like, my blood pressure, like, well, I don't know, like blood sugar, everything was through the roof. I'm, despite my appearance, a relatively healthy guy, good blood pressure, good blood sugar. Not, not in that moment. Yeah. Uh, I would have been diagnosed with everything <laughs> that a fat man should be diagnosed with. Uh, and th- that was like, okay, I've got to like take one bite and then move on. Uh, so I've much more like. Unless it's really, really good, I'll just limit myself to a bite, and then. Do you typically do you typically know what they're bringing in for you to try? Like, do you have an idea of what the theme is, but you have no clue what the contents of that theme are going to be? Oh no, we actually, yeah, we we discuss what the what the uh, the contestants participants will be beforehand, just to make sure that we get everybody uh, that's going to appeal to our audience, because we have on this other thing. Our largest audience uh, market is in Texas. Really, um, Houston and Dallas are really big, um, like two of the largest um, population areas for fans for the Southern thing. And then Atlanta is in there. Birmingham is like fourth or fifth, and uh, so we have to look at it and see. Well, this we really love this here in Alabama. Like people give me heck all the time, and I understand when we don't include Jacks and yeah. stuff. I love Jacks. Born and raised on it grandmother worked there it was like her last job before she retired from doing anything so it's in my blood but nobody has jacks out in texas or in florida and only limited parts of like tennessee and georgia mississippi so we have to look at the big map and say is most of our audience going to know what this is because if they don't then they're just kind of like it's not going to mean as much to them yeah. people want to want to see stuff that they can go out in the store and get or there's a restaurant nearby they can try um so we have to look at like when we do something like best biscuit, we got to look and see where are who are the best contenders for this and and which of them are spread out the most on the map that we're going to hit everybody from hopefully from the Carolinas, you know, on through Texas. So there's a lot of there's actually a lot more research that goes into it. Yeah, it's very than nerdy. What people think it's very nerdy, but it is. <laughs> it's like it's it's stupid that that's our job. But uh, like <laughs> when we do that, I'll I'll we'll be pulling up like. The restaurants, and then we'll look at the map and see how many locations they have in this state, this state, this state, and then we'll narrow it down and uh, to uh, like seven of the best of that list that have the that have the most locations in our in our area, our viewing area, and um, that we think will be pretty funny. Like I always want to throw in like McDonald's because everybody you know 
has access to McDonald's. I like yeah. to throw in Burger King because I like to give them shit because they're just awful. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we go that that range, trying to trying to get the most appeal to everybody. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. You know, not a lot of people think this much research and thought goes into content creation. They think oh, you can just throw a, a bunch of names in a hat and pull for them. Probably. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's frustrating sometimes to myself how much thought we put into it. And it feels like I've killed the joke, especially in sketches. We talk about like when we're setting up a sketch, and some of them are built to where we'll put what we call bits into them. Uh, the first one that comes to my mind right now is one that didn't do very well, but I don't know why it just came to my mind. But it was like Antiques Roadshow parody that we did. And so there were certain bits that we were parodying stuff that you find in Grandma's house. And and one of them was uh, like, uh, of course, the the Danish butter cookies tin that never has cookies in yeah. it. That was the last joke. But then the first one was this picture that was in my grand- great-grandparents' house in Carbon Hill like their entire life of like two farmer boys on a dirt trail wearing overalls and I forget what they were saying to each other. I, we called it the, the world's first meme because it had text on it, like what they were talking to each other. And I had, I saw that somewhere else on the internet and I was like, Oh, this was a thing outside my grandparents' house. Other people had this picture. And so, but we'll have bits like that and we'll have to like, is this relatable for everybody or is this just me? Yeah. And so there's a lot of thought into, is this joke funny to everyone or just us in the room right now? And so there's a lot of thought in sketches and in the, the blush rings. Every every bit of content, when you're trying to do relatable humor, you have to really do some thinking about is this is this truly relatable yeah. or is this only funny to me because it's like because it's just my sense of humor. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize that just because you're based in Alabama, you don't have demographics elsewhere because you know you may have somebody share it and a family member in Texas shows it and then all of a sudden you set off a chain of events. Yeah. So you do have to speak to different demographics and age groups and locations. Oh yeah. What's the what's the weirdest place that you've had to research something for a piece of content? Like you want to add something in, you it's something that most people wouldn't know about. Yeah. Um the weirdest. Like weirdest restaurant, weirdest drink. We did something um it's not really the weirdest. It's just the first thing that comes to mind about different regions. Is a sketch I just wrote last month about uh, when it's because it's rained so much in the South, and it's like all the states are gonna like have have thrown Adam, who's playing rain, into a chair, and we were gonna like beat the crap out of him because we're tired of all the rain. But there's an argument that happens near the end of it about barbecue, and so I I had an idea of the way different states do barbecue, but I had to do my research before I've committed this to the script. Uh, to make sure, because it was a joke about uh, South Carolina and their mustard barbecue sauce. And then Texas is over here like, y'all use sauce? Like, that's crazy to begin with. So that was an example of, like, I had an idea. Like, I thought it was that way, but I needed to research. Because if you go out there, especially barbecue, that would have been the worst misstep ever. <laughs> to go out there and accuse a state of doing barbecue a way they don't do it, all hell would have broken loose. But, um, so, that's an example of something recently, statewide. Um, Trying to think of something weird that we've done. It's all weird, to be honest with you. The whole thing is the weird. It's great content, though. It speaks to everybody in the South. Yeah. And that's what I'm glad you're doing now. You were, you were just speaking to Walker County at first. Yeah. And then it was Alabama, and now it's widespread. And I'm glad you're, you've are you done what you're doing, dude. Yeah. 
couldn't be doing it without people that started off with <clears throat> the old Dead Night Eagle account, following that and retweeting that. Honestly, if they had just, if everybody around here had just like laughed it off and 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 not followed it or, or done with it, you know what they've done, then I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Like I seriously owe everything to to Walker County. Your social media numbers, like on your uh, just your ostrich account, do they still surprise you every now and then with how many likes, retweets, shares, whatever? Oh yeah, it's still like holy crap. Yeah, this yeah. is me. <laughs> every yeah, that's the truth. Honestly, everything we put out, especially when it's you know, I guess the new frontier for me is this like putting myself in front of the camera because you know for those that have been following like the fake Dale Nine Eagle since its inception, you know you've read my stuff for years, the better part of a of a decade. But you didn't see me, and and now it's like um, now I'm in front of the camera, and you can see my face, yeah. and um, and so when that stuff takes off, that's kind of like that a new feeling that reminds me of the old days of like I can't believe y'all like this stuff. Like I can't believe you want to sit here like on bless your rank and listen to me for ten minutes and go on about you know bottle sweet teas. Yeah, like it's just crazy to me. That was your most recent episode as of like recording. That was your most recent one. Yeah. Uh. I was, I was gonna get us a jug of Milo sweet tea for today, <laughs> but you can't go to the grocery store right now. Without <laughs> no, possibly getting sick. Yeah, so it's not quite worth it. There's no sweet tea good enough uh, or worth catching coronavirus over. No, with the reveal and everything, going back to that, you were were you ready for the world to see your face? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all. Uh, it still, it still makes me nervous putting myself out there. I don't know if that will ever get. Um, normal to me yeah um but uh but yeah i was especially nervous when all of that went out for the first time but the reception the like the reception to it was was great it was a big relief nobody tried to murder me yeah um nobody cashed in on those death threats i've gotten over the years <laughs> knock on wood so it, it was good now i know there was a story that was shared between some of our mutual friends did somebody find out where you lived during the daily mountain eagle twitter days or was it somebody else's house? Somebody, somebody else's. Poor Andrew Brassfield. Oh, Brassfield. <laughs> um, like, there was always this this group of people that they would accuse of, of doing the Twitter account, the fake Day of Mount Eagle. Uh, Andrew Brassfield was always in that mix. James Phillips was always in that mix. Uh, I think a couple times, like, Glenn Allen Bobo was in that mix. No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are three that come off the top of my head. But... But in one article that um, John Archibald uh, with Hale.com wrote back in 2014, I think it was, just about me and what I was doing with the account, but I stayed anonymous. I didn't even tell him who I was. Uh, he wrote a little thing about just me doing this account, and that was, that was a big push for my follower account, too, and getting the word out there about what I was doing. But in the comments section of that article, we talked about Facebook comments being something else. Hale.com yeah. comment section. <laughs> Is like the seventh layer of hell. Like really? It is just pure nonsense. They shut it down. You can't comment on L.com anymore. But it was chaos. Um, but that one was especially bad that I had seen because they were like, the people in that comment section were like throwing out people's names. And then there was one dude that was like confident it was Andrew Brassfield and put his home address in the comment section on L.com was quick to like pull that down. Yeah. But uh, I was just like, holy crap. Poor Brassfield. I know. Poor guy. Um, I apologize to him. (laughs) 
I, I think, don't think I have several times, but hopefully, oh, Andrew is going to be one of my first few guests on this next season. So. Yeah, he well, can. He's still alive, so they can get him. Yeah, he's still here. Yeah, that sucks, man. I hate. You know, that's that's what I hate about social media. I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Yeah, is just so much negativity, and somebody's always out to get somebody. It seems like that's what they make it out to be. Yeah, and uh, what you do is bring a lot to it. So let's let's talk about your your account, the ostrich account, a little mm-hmm. bit. And where do you come up with 100% of the things that you top out? You oh. write them down beforehand, or are they just like quick trigger Twitter fingers? Uh, it's probably 50-50. Um, some stuff, you know, I'll come up with on a spot. Other stuff I'll just save to drafts <clears throat> in Twitter or put in a note somewhere, and I'll come back to it later. Or I'll forget all about it until like two years later. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be thinking of, of something. Uh, right now, it's a lot of like just reaction stuff to pop culture, because I spend a lot of my time really thinking about like the 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 content for it's a Southern thing. But if I've got like a quick one liner or joke, I'll like, well, I'll, I'll throw it on the, my, my account. Um, I think like the last thing I did, of course, you know, listen to this months down the road, uh, was that tiger King series on, on Netflix. Um, and just made a joke about that, that I just thought of just, I, you know, I'll just think like, Oh, this is pretty funny. Like, what can I make a joke about this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I tweet a lot about cultural ball. Um, a lot about just stuff we're experiencing here in Alabama, which I think people outside the state can relate to, too. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's just current events at this point. It's jokes I probably can make on a Southern thing because it's either maybe not safe for that account uh, and it's not going to be relatable to the whole audience. It's more just for people that live around here. Every state has a Walker County. I don't care what you say. Both literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah, yeah there's... Yeah, for lots of years, people thought that uh, I would get people thinking this was about Walker County, Texas, or something. <laughs> it's how ironic is it there is a Walker County, Texas, and it has Huntsville. Yeah, is a city yep. in Walker County, yep. Texas. There's Walker County, Georgia. Yeah, everybody gets so confused. That's another thing with Facebook is people sharing stuff from Walker County, that Georgia, and Texas. That cracks me up every time <laughs> yeah. when school gets canceled in Walker County, Georgia, and people share it around here. It's sunny and seventy-five. Kills me. Schools are closed kills down. Me. I was like, all right, Mama, you shared that on Facebook, but now you showing up in your house coat. Tomorrow at Maddox to explain to them why your kid was three hours late because you read the wrong post on Facebook. That's on you, but you keep sharing it. We see so much photoshops and fake. We'll use our Donald Trump's term, fake news on Facebook. Yeah, it it makes me laugh. Now, Facebook is almost entertainment. So when you do Twitter, do you do Facebook also? Is it? Or is it just your Twitter account? Uh, Facebook too, yeah. Okay, so everything is linked together pretty much. I, I do like a, a screenshot of my tweet basically and put yeah. it out there. Um, and then same thing. And then I take that same screenshot and I put it on Instagram too. It's just, it's simple. It's clean. Uh, and uh, not really clean. It gets pretty clunky and dirty looking on the Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just easy for me to do. And for what it's worth, I guess some people would say that it's my style now. It's just screenshot and put it up there so people are used to it. Maybe recognize it. Aesthetically, it's pretty ugly looking, but that's fine. That's At least you're not putting it in a rainbow background with neon scripted writing Absolute, to where nobody can read. Absolutely not. <laughs> Those memes, oh man, jokes when people write their jokes like that, it just I yeah. cringe a little bit. You keep it simple and how do you keep it so lighthearted? Because it's easy to get dirty with the fun we poke it where we're from oh yeah so how do you how do you manage to keep it clean to where you know your aunt's three-year-old cousin is 
looking and like, hey, mom, read this. Yeah. You know, how do you keep it clean like that? Yeah. Uh, honestly, just knowing that I've got all of my family members, like, reading it too. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to, like, put anything out there that would offend them. And that's one of the best compliments I've gotten to think about, especially, like, the, the Bless Your Ranks and the videos and sketches and stuff that we do. Because that's hitting such a wider audience. Um, when people come back and say, I love sitting down and watching this with my whole family. Um, like, that's a that's a big compliment to me. We need a lot of more. We, we need more wholesome content. I have friends over and I cuss on here, but you know, I still try to keep it somewhat family friendly. Yeah. So you're excelling at doing that in a tough world to do it in. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, with Bless Your Rank and everything, you do have to keep in the back of your head, you know, a five-year-old could watch this. And... Does that inspire you to not go off the rails as much? Like, end up writing an episode of Saturday Night Live where it might be a little vulgar. No, I go, I, I'll honestly, I go way off the rails <laughs> every time we film one of those. Uh, and when we take this off, I'll show you a cut of one that was, uh, <laughs> did, they put, made a super cut of just me going off the rails in one episode we filmed. I go I go way off the rails, but, and, and it's really a testament to how great our editors are that they go back through and clean it up and make it what it is. But I'll but I mean I'm in a room for an hour hour and a half two hours riffing about um, you know bottle sweet teas or little Debbie cakes or box cereals and and so I, I, no script it's just me just like winging it saying stuff so I'll just take the joke as far as I can go until I hit that wall <laughs> or the 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 director's like the producer's like all right next move on like yeah. I, I got enough on that one move on so. Um, that's that's I, I take it there, but I know it's gonna get cut out. Yeah. And I know that I've got to a point too where I'm in territory that is not going to make the final cut. I'm just doing it just to get out of my system and move on to the next thing. So it's good to still have fun the way you want to, but still produce quality content. Oh yeah. It's it's easy to go off the rails. You know, I have on a few episodes. It, when you're sitting there and you're in a room for hours and hours, how tired you get is it like holy crap get me home and in my bed or i'm not leaving until it's done yeah like what motive what motivates you to keep going again i guess is what i'm trying to get at there's definitely like motivation to get this thing done because there's no coming back to it like you you have one shot at those anything that you shoot a sketch uh or the unscripted the bless your ring stuff you only have like that day to get it done. You can't. You you can come back and reset everything up, but it's not going to look the same. Um, so it's like let's get this done. And also the fact that especially the pressure Sean doing like the bless your rank stuff because I've got people behind the camera that I know they want to get home too. Yeah. So it's like the quicker I can get this <clears throat> done and, and and come up with good jokes, the quicker we can all go home because I know you know they want to go home too. Um, but yeah, as soon as like I, I can't do more than one of those at a time. As soon as we were done with those, it's like. Let's go home. Yeah. And it needs to be later in the day, too. We've shot some in the mornings, and I'm just, like, dead. Have you ever been driving home from a long, long day and have a joke pop in your head? You're like, I need to tweak oh, that. All the time. <clears throat> all the time. Uh, for 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 jokes, like, from, from my own account, that's how probably most of them come about. I would say working at, at DHR all those years, I mean, my primary job for three or four out of those seven years was a frontline caseworker uh, in adult protective services, working with, with adults who are over the age of 18. Um, could be elderly, could be a younger adult who just has some kind of mental or physical um, a disability that you're, you're working with. And 
so I would drive all over the place and just on the road is when I'd come up with stuff like that. And a lot of people would ask me later on, where did you find the pictures for doing that stuff? Well, I was driving all over God's green earth. So I'd be in parts of Walker County that nobody should ever have to go to. (laughs) Um, And I'd see stuff and I'd pull off on the side of the road and take a picture of that real quick and then go back to my, where I'm supposed to go the office or somebody's house or wherever. So I'd see stuff all the time. That's when I'd have my thoughts to myself that I could come up with stuff. And that's still the case. It is now that, Getting on the road is the best place for me. Did you ever post anything of like somebody's house or car and they're like, oh shit, that's mine. And they're <laughs> like, hey dude, uh, you want to take that down? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, well, and it's it's either, it's either, a couple times it's been them. Uh, a lot of times it's been, I know so-and-so. I know that person. And so I kind of just wait and I'm like, cool. Are they mad <laughs> or what? Uh, but the, that happens a lot. I've gotten better about like back in the day, way back in the day, it was a lot of, it was a lot of pictures, a lot of the crazy stuff that you see in Jasper Park, Walmart parking lot. Yeah. And people would get sometimes really mad. Like it was one lady in particular, I remember that was like sunbathing on the, the hood of her car in the Walmart parking lot in the middle of summer. And how could you not? Like yeah. that's ridiculous. That's A plus content. <laughs> it is. You can't pass that up. And she, uh, of course, has a Facebook account. Uh, saw the picture and then was like sending me messages to take it down. And I was like, you are in a public place making a fool of yourself. Like, if this was in your yard, that's a different story. Yeah. You're in a Walmart. And, uh, but, I mean, there was a couple situations like that. And I would, if, if they had, um, I would take it down sometimes. There were a couple instances where somebody would tell me like a, a story behind it. And I was like, okay, I'll, yeah, sorry about that. But most of the time, it was like you're acting a fool. Like that's kind of on you. You can't you can't get mad when it happens in public where thousands of people have passed you by at some point. You pick the crowded place, the most crowded place in Walker County to act a fool. Yeah. Like and you and you're upset someone saw you. That says more about you than me. I don't know what you guarantee. What you expect. You, more people already saw you before I did. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So you know you keep lot, you keep it lighthearted and fun. What does the Walker Countyans that do know you're actually you? It's lighthearted. It's fun. What do they typically say to you? Oh, I, I mean, just that they've kind of enjoyed what I'm doing over the years. My favorite thing is when people come up to me and say they've been following since like the old days when it was the Baby Elmine Eagle. Because um, those, like I said earlier, those are the people that I think really made it possible for me to be doing what I'm doing for a living. Um, so I really like to meet those people and it's amazing the number of people that have been following me when they say they've been following me since the beginning, they are not lying. And I'll remember their like faces and their Twitter accounts from back in the day. Cause we were a smaller group back then when yeah. it first started off, it was just me and like, you know, maybe a, a thousand, 2000 followers, a lot of them local. So if they were active on Twitter, I, I would see them. Yeah. And if they were responding back to me, back and forth with me, I knew who they were. Um, so it's been really cool over the years once it was no longer anonymous for me to actually meet those people and, um, and see them face to face. I followed you for a long time cause I lived in empire. Yeah. So like you never know what's going to come out of empire. Empire is, yeah, that's close to where I grew up. So it's the same, it's same people running yeah, around. Yeah. Absolutely. If they needed food, they go to Walmart, they're coming over to my neck of the woods yep. over in Dora. Yeah. Yeah. That was the blue store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the blue store. You got to drive around and see all Walker County with your previous job. And how do you keep it going? Is it us Walker Countyans that keep you going? Or do you constantly, you seek out stuff to, you know, kind of joke about? 
I think it's I think it's changed a little bit over the last couple of years. Early on, it was definitely like very much all about Walker County. Um, but but since I've been doing like the it's a Southern thing stuff and my audience has gotten a little bit wider, when I I found myself making very specific Walker County jokes a couple of years ago, and it was just falling flat, and like my audience wasn't overwhelmingly Walker County anymore. Yeah, and that was kind of a sad day. A little bit. I mean, it was fun. It was cool that I've got this bigger audience, but also, like, man, the good old days are gone. And so when people say that, going back to when people, you know, come up to me and say they've been following since the good old days, or the, the old days, I'll say, those. I missed those days. That was fun. It's still fun now. But, uh, but yeah, I, I found myself having to move a little bit from the Walker County jokes a couple years ago. And now I'm kind of in this mix of, like, I'll make jokes about Alabama in general, and it'll fall flat with some people because it's. I've picked up so many people, especially on the Facebook page, that are just they know me from. It's a southern thing. They don't. They don't get. They're not from Alabama. They don't get it. Um, so definitely kind of having to go a little bit wider on what I what I joke about on there. But um, but I, I do miss because there's so much, so much funny stuff in Walker County. It why it was happy to see that uh, another parody account. The buzzard popped up about a year and a year and a half ago, almost. Uh, was happy to see them keep, you know, pass the torch onto them and then keep running with it. And they've done some really funny stuff. So, um, and there's so many of those in so many different communities now. Yeah. I've seen so many like parody local newspaper stuff. It's just, it's really cool. You have to make fun of yourself. Absolutely. I mean, especially here in Middle Alabama. So a lot of people don't know where the ostrich name came from. Mm-hmm. I've had. A few people ask me if I knew from, that are not from here. Yeah. So for the listeners that aren't from Walker County or know already, where did the ostrich come from? Uh, so the that fake Daily Mountain Eagle like profile picture was um, I just took theirs off their Facebook page, the real Daily Mountain Eagles, and uh, didn't want to do a full on like stealing of their logo and brand <laughs> i was like let me switch it up a little bit and decided to pick what is the you know eagle is uh as every red-blooded american should say that's probably the most majestic bird you can yeah. choose an eagle thanks um i was like what's the least majestic bird <laughs> that exists probably a big old ostrich so i went with that in hindsight the buzzard is probably would have been more accurate because that is the the like the slang around here, like everybody calls the Eagle newspaper, like old people call it the buzzard. Yeah. And uh, after I put that ostrich up, I'm like, dang it, should have went with the buzzard. But the ostrich was kind of its own thing um, and kind of made it a little bit more unique. So it was really nothing more of in that moment. Like, I need to think of a bird that is the exact opposite. How about a, uh, like, fat body, can't fly anywhere ostrich? <laughs> and so that's kind of where it went. So there you go, folks. If you've always wondered where the ostrich came from, there's your answer. Yeah. I found free clip art on Google search. That's how it happened. <laughs> it was that simple and dumb. I know for a fact you are in cahoots with some uh, some Walker County business owners. You're friends with them. So um, how how is, other than, you know, we poke fun at Walker County. But yeah. It's grown. Oh, yeah. Especially here in Jasper. So what are your thoughts on how it's kind of a renaissance is a term I used in a recent episode? How has the rebirth gone in your eyes? I I don't think it could have been any better. And that was the thing, going back to what we were talking about earlier, with like people saying that I would take bring Walker County down. 
I think their goals of what those people that would say that, I think their aspirations, goals for Walker County, were not really in line with what was best for Walker County to begin with. Those are people that would like, that really think what would elevate Walker County is an olive garden. Um, and that's never been, my whole thing has been Walker County needs to embrace its uniqueness and its weirdness. Yeah. And that's where, because everybody can have an olive garden. Y'all want to be like Coleman. There's already a Coleman. Let's be, let's embrace <clears throat> what Jasper is and run with it. And uh, not saying that our businesses and stuff are weird. I mean, they, maybe they are a little bit weird, but um, but they're unique and they're different. And uh, and that's what that's what sets us apart. And I think uh, I'm, the moment that I heard that you know we had like breweries coming to Jasper. First of all, it was like, holy crap, that's awesome. I, we got to make sure that this lasts. And I had already like talked to Drew uh, before over at uh, at Tallulah before they got the, the brewery up and running over there and threw out to him about doing a trivia night because I had been kind of wanting to do something like that in Walker County. And we started we started doing those really quickly after they opened up on, on Thursday nights over there just to just to give people something to do and, and on, on, a, on a weeknight in Walker County because that was another thing that, and I still, people still say it and it frustrates me to no end when they're like, there's nothing to do in Walker County. Plenty. I'm like, I, just because we don't have the Cobb 3 anymore, the Cobb yeah. 4, like that's, there's there's plenty to do. You're just not looking for it. And uh, now, now Thursday nights, downtown is, is packed. There's stuff going on over Twisted, uh, Brassfield's hosting open mic over there. I got trivia at Tallulah. There's always a kids night and stuff going on over at Warehouse. Most people are at Los Reyes for Margarita night. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the crowd's at. Uh, so there's stuff everywhere. Um, but yeah, there's just whole crop of people who are our age who are, who have, have opened up businesses, uh, that are unique, that are special, and they've got the attention of, of everybody in Walker County and they're known outside the county too now. And so that's what I think, what I'm excited about that I had always hoped for Walker County is that we come up with unique stuff that you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. You can't find another twisted Barley or a Tallulah, uh, anywhere else in, in this state. I come. I have friends that come from from Birmingham, that come down to downtown Jasper and, and come to the breweries. They come and, and they're just like, "This is awesome," and that's that's big <clears throat> praise from, you know, Alabama's biggest city that has some of the biggest names in craft brewing in in, in the South, and uh, that's that's something I think Walker County should really hang its hat on. That's what I like about downtown too. Is we used to go to good people and everything. Yeah. Now you have Twisted and Tallulah. Like, I can go enjoy quality beer with half the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's at home. Yeah. And I, I spoke on it recently, too, was how I don't have to take friends from out of town to Birmingham anymore. Right. We have that in Jasper. And it's home. We we talked about, you know, we can make fun of Walker County, but it's it's our home. And it's growing nonstop. Even the outerlying cities like Summerton, which is an area we have in common. They uh they're trying to revitalize downtown, aren't they? Try. They're, they're trying. Trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm emphasizing the try. Yeah. But with downtown Jasper, you don't you don't run out of things to do anymore. Yeah, we don't have a movie theater. That's seems to be the chord that everybody strikes. And which is weird because movie theaters are dying everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's not just Jasper that can't get one. It's I mean, uh you think we're gonna get one before Gardendale does? Like it it just they're not building new ones. So they're not going to choose us over these bigger no. populated cities. No. And the only reason Coleman still has one is because they had one. Right. A long time ago. 
they just managed to keep it open. Yeah. I love with the, the culture that we've created here in Jasper. It's special. It shows everybody that Walker County isn't such a shitty place anymore. Yeah. And everybody may see your post and be like, oh, ha, Walker County's a trash hole, but it's not. Like, you still you still have the appreciation for where we live, where we're from, where we call home. Yeah. So, you recently helped uh, some mutual friends of ours do a brew crawl. Yeah. That's something you've never seen here in Walker County. No, and it was uh awesome crowd. Yeah. How did you feel when they, did they come to you asking you to help with it or? Yeah, Eric Nix over there at Old 64, um, uh, we're good friends and he, he brought up, um, man, probably like early this year, like January or something about, you know, the, their anniversary party coming up, which they had always done. They do something at Twisted and he says something about, you know, trying to go really big with it. And, uh, and I was like, I love that idea. Uh, and, and credit to him. I mean, like my name was attached to it, but Eric did 99% of the work. Yeah. I just promoted it on social media, uh, and tried to come up with some ideas for stuff to do, like to kill time and stuff and the costume contest and all that. Uh, but he did, he did all of the work and, uh, and it turned out to be a, a gigantic success. I mean, that was, that was one of the largest crowds I've ever seen down there. Just that came down to Jasper for just that. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't like a crowd that came from, from Foothills or something like that. They came for just that event. Um, and so that, that was awesome. That was a big night for Jasper. That was something I never thought I would have seen. It brought a community together. It made us realize what we actually had here. Yeah. And some people may not even go get their hair cut at 64, but they still participated. Yeah. And that's the culture we're creating is it's a community effort to keep us going. Yeah. And and Eric and them over at sixty four, Eric is like, man, he's a he's a businessman through and through. Like, yeah, their their primary job is a barbershop, but uh, man, he's he's got a strong merch game. Yeah, that is crazy to think that that exists in a county this size. But you'll see people wearing his merch all around town. Uh, so he's he's always thinking of 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 what a need is for this county, and and then trying to like. You know, figure out how he can he can fill that and, and, and come up with the T-shirts and the hats and all that stuff they've got, the events. Um, I mean, they Old 64 is, is really a whole lot more than... Oh, yeah. And, and in the same way that... And that's a lot of businesses fill that need. I think the breweries are way more than just breweries. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're spaces for all kinds of things. I know Tallulah, there's a church in there on, like... Monday? Two, Mondays or Tuesdays. Yeah. But there's a church meets in there, so... Uh, and, and, and what, what Twisted's doing for the music scene. Uh, and these places are a whole lot more than just what their primary listing yeah. on Yelp is. They do a whole lot more. They give so many outlets to so many different people, different types of people. And that's what we needed. That's how we build this county, I think, is that it's not just you get to where you want to get. But it's also, once you finally reach that level you want, you, you build that business or that brand that you've, that you've hoped for, is that you turn around and now you look for other ways you can elevate other people up to that level, too. That's how a county in a in a in a in a scene like Jasper grows. Yeah, and and I think we're seeing that participation like across the board. Our generation, people in our age group, we want our home to be something special. Yeah, we're we're, we're tired of the old. All you see in the Daily Mountain Eagle is meth busts and so you know, DHR cases or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to see that anymore. Right, we're, we're tired of it. And everybody that has opened up a business or 
has taken time to try to shine a light on Walker County, we want to see it grow. Yeah. There for a while, we were ashamed to you know say I'm from Walker County. Yeah. But now it's I'm from Jasper. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. So with everything going on downtown, do you think it could spread out further? You know, into the smaller cities like Summitton, Carbon Hill, Cordova. I I mean I certainly hope so. <clears throat> I mean, especially like living over there in Summitton, Dora, uh, and and growing up there because uh, we've never had that. Uh, like we're talking about like the main street revitalization that they're trying to get going over there. I mean, man, I really hope that they do get something going, but that's never been that case for my entire life. Yeah. I mean, the most business we ever had down there is when Joe Max pawn shop was open next to country carpets. Yeah. We had two open businesses side by side. That's as good as it got. Maybe the cleaners across the street was open then too. That's, you know, I know they've seen some stuff come and go, but it, it really takes a couple, a couple of people that are, dedicated that can make it through the rough patches to to really build like anchors for the downtown in yeah. a lot of ways that that you know los reyes and 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 warehouse and blackrock have kind of done yeah. um have brought in given given open doors for other restaurants like tony brusco's and and rock and roll sushi and then um having just that crowd downtown makes it possible for breweries to exist to know that they're going to bring a normal crowd and foot traffic, so I think it. Um, I think Summerton is just going to have to take. It's going to have to find some people that want to open those kind of places up. It. That are that <clears throat> will weather the storm of of, yeah. of months where you're probably not going to get a lot of people. But I, there's certainly there's certainly people that live in that area that would go, uh, myself included, for sure. Yeah, I feel like if it does, you know, go further, they need to come talk to people business owners in Jasper because these people did weather the storm. Yeah. They're they're still here. They've been here before everybody was going downtown nonstop. So they should inquire minds, I guess. Yeah. And and Jasper's done a really good job uh, getting into like more boring political government stuff. But they've done <laughs> a really good job of like linking in with the Main Street Alabama program, Mike Putman heading that up. Um, so they've they've been going to these conferences and learning about how to revitalize downtown. And I, I can tell you, I've been to lots of other downtowns that have gone through that program. And Jasper is like leaps and bounds ahead of, yeah. ahead of them. Uh, Mike and the crew at main street Jasper have hit home runs like every time. So I think it's just going to take a group of citizens in and the downtowns in the other parts of Walker County to kind of get on board with that program. And I'll be honest, it's going to be tougher because <clears throat> Jasper is the biggest, you know, city in the County, uh, Summerton, I guess Summerton Door would be next. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's possible for like Carbon Hill to get that going. Yeah. They got a lot of other problems, <laughs> uh, but they got Lacey's. Yeah, they got the pizza bar. Um, so there's that. So hopefully, changing some some of the scenery up there will help it improve. Yeah, I'm all about growth in Walker County. I'd love to see it grow. Oh yeah, Empire. I love Empire. I don't know if yeah. they'll ever be. <laughs> no, there, so there's not even a downtown Empire. So no, you're good. you got the the blue store. Yeah, the post office. Um, Hall Hills. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, Little Von Church. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Which closed? I think. I don't think the church is. Yeah, it's. I think I believe it is closed. Yeah. Um, but our generation wants to see Walker County do better, obviously, and you and I both are trying. You know, with your content creation and the podcast. We just, we want to see Alabama like a, a better light shown on Alabama. Yeah. So with 
everything going on in Walker County, is there anything you would change? Like any ideas you want to float out to anybody that maybe listen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Bring back Quincy's Steakhouse? Yes. That's not even possible. I don't know. I mean, there's so much on the right track. There's so few things. I mean, you could say, oh, we'd love to have, you know, this or that chain store, box store. But honestly, like, there's so many mom and pops that need supporting that are great, too. That, you know, you bring in a big store like that and you close one of those, too. Um that was one of the things that frustrated me so much about people that were excited about like Hobby Lobby opening in Jasper because it shut down a couple of businesses that I was using. Like there was a, there's a nice little Jasper frame and trophy. I think the name of it over yeah. by Moore's landing that I would use them to frame my stuff because they were like super nice walk right in, get service. And um, not to say the people at Hobby Lobby are nice. It's just nice to know that you're supporting a business that keeps all of its money here in the County. doesn't ship it out to wherever. Um, you know, I think that's the thing a lot of people overlook is that they think we don't have this or that. But but do your research. There's probably a mom and pop store that does that. Yeah. You just don't know it. You got to look. You have to dig. Yeah. It, you want the, the accessibility. That's what people want. Yeah. It seems like the accessibility to these places. When in reality, their next door neighbor may have a restaurant open and they they don't care because they want a Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if – to answer – give to be – to answer your question, full honesty, if there's anything, I would love for there to be some kind of like barcade in in Walker County. Yeah. I would love for somebody to open up just a real simple bar that had some old school arcade games in it that was just open late, that just super simple. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool to have. You know, places like that would be be pretty cool. Maybe we, I'm just nostalgic for the old dips and dogs that used to be over here in Dora. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Every Sunday night after church, Man, bro. Literally, something Church of God, we'd bring 100 people over there. I'd be killing it on Street Fighter over there. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. But yeah, just, I don't know, something something a little more nostalgic that it doesn't even have to be a bar. Just, you know, something maybe old school dips and dogs. Yeah. Family fun arcade. And, you know, we went to uh, Denver a while back and they we went to a barcade called One Up. Every old school arcade game you could think of, from Frogger to NFL Blitz, they had it. Yeah. We stayed there for three hours. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, I love it. That's one of my favorite uh, bars in Birmingham is Paramount. Yeah. Um, and they've got a, a pretty a pretty good selection. Could have cramped in there, but, but they've got some good old school stuff. It's just a fun place to go. Who knows? Maybe you'll see an ostrich-owned arcade one day yeah downtown something yeah the only thing there the first thing there in downtown something <laughs> the first and the last yeah me and country carpets yes <laughs> joe max is no longer open yeah it'd be you country carpets and tj's in that beauty salon yes forgot about them yeah uh, can't leave anybody out they have an interesting name too act of faith or something yeah yeah i don't know just me and them but you're obviously proud of being from here yeah so that's why I asked you to be on the show. You know, you I'm excited. You I appreciate you would, the opportunity. I'm a fan of the show, so it was cool to come on. Appreciate it. Maybe one day you can come co-host. We'll have Eric and all of the old 64 guys It over. would just be a train wreck. If I, you, <laughs> you gave me any kind of hosting responsibilities, it would go down a very bad path. I may fall ill one day. <laughs> Hopefully not right now. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good time. Right now we are maintaining a safe distance from each other. Uh, we're going through the coronavirus stuff. So, Matt, I want to thank you for coming on, dude. I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. I've loved it. Uh, we're going to dig into the last shots. You've yeah. listened to the show. You know what that is. Yeah. 
quick 30 seconds. If you don't know, you can pass. Because if you win, you don't get anything oh. other than a thank you. <laughs> I'm going to lose. If you lose, you don't get anything either, so it's yeah. okay. There's no way I win. You ready? Let's go. Favorite sweet tea? Favorite sweet tea? Milo's. Favorite southern restaurant? Oh, uh, Bojangles. Favorite musician? Chris Stapleton. The most interesting place in Walker County? The Townley Rest Area. <laughs> Would you ever go back to your old job? Yeah, I would. Would you keep doing content creation? Oh, absolutely. I got, I got to, I got to do that. That's just who I am. Last question: Did the Daily Mountain Eagle send out a serial killer after you? Uh, if they did, they got the wrong guy. <laughs> so apologies to whoever that was. And that's the end of the last <laughs> shots, folks. This has been an amazing first season of Pass the Jar. I couldn't think of a better way to close it out with other than with Matt the Ostrich Mitchell. Matt, I want to thank you. I'm not going to shake your hand because we don't need no corona. Yeah, but that's uh, enough of it. thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime soon. I've had a blast. This is this is fun. It's a great show. I enjoy it. I appreciate it, dude. Uh, folks, go talk to somebody different than you. But more importantly, pass the jar with your good friends, your family. Once again, thanks to Matt, the Ostrich Mitchell. We will see you next time on season two.